Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everybody and welcome to the Play On Preview, everyone's favourite podcast, I'm sure of it. We should be number one on the charts by now, shouldn't we Jen? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I've been a bit flustered today, you've already had to deal with me being just a mess so far, um, famously, I took a nap right before this. How good! I don't, I'm, you're not. Are you a nap person? Oh no, because you feel awful after, and now I feel. I How mean, I feel was better now. Was it, was it a power nap or was it like a big doozy sleep? I think it was like forty minutes. Oh, I think that's that's like right in between nap and like sleep. I reckon. Yeah, I stuffed up, didn't I? Mm, that's okay. I did breakfast radio, and I, my naps were an hour when I got home, so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really naps at all. I was just dead tired. So I'll let that pass as a nap. But we're not napping on round seven. No, 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 no. And we're not napping on the season because it's coming really quickly. There's only two rounds left of the home and away season. We know th- after this weekend. After yes. this weekend, of course. Yeah, we know we know the rest of the rounds for now. Hopefully, nothing changes. Um, so that's been good. And yeah, we're gonna get into finals shortly as well. Oh my god, it's so scary. We're talking about finals complications already. It feels like just yesterday we we're watching. Um, yeah, Carlton Collingwood open the season. So. Yeah, very interesting times and very fun times. We don't want the AFLW to be over too soon, but here we are. It's the reality. That's the reality. We're going to say goodbye to things. We're going to move on. <laughs> we just, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Exactly. So while it does last, we are playing round seven, like we said, and we've got a couple of some good games this weekend so that will probably really affect the finals race. Mm. Um, I know last week we were kind of saying that some teams could spoil it for others and some teams could jump in, some teams could jump out. So... We'll see what happens. And firstly, it's Gold Coast and Richmond. Now, these two teams don't have a chance to make finals, so it's pretty much a big try, you know, see what happens. <laughs> does, does that sound familiar, Gem? Does, does telling Gold Coast a try sound familiar? <laughs> they did, though. I really yes. liked it. They did. For those I... who didn't listen to last week's podcast, Gem absolutely went off and just let some, let some F-bombs out. <laughs> no, I, yeah, okay. I did swear, so I'm sorry about that. But I feel like I should clarify, clarify what I meant. It wasn't like try that they weren't trying already yeah but just yeah. like it was a it was a lose-lose situation if they just tried to defend all day so try something new and they did and I really liked the way they played even though they lost by a large margin anyway listen to the review I talked about that a lot <laughs> so what 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 Gold Coast did pretty well what you would have talked about the review as well or what they've I suppose not what they've done well, but what's what's kind of an element that's an advantage for them is their pressure. So mm. how are they going to use their pressure against Richmond to try and get their first win of the season? Yeah, so they want to create those repeat stoppages and force poor ball move, more, poor 
ball use um, from their opposition. They need to do it for four quarters against Richmond, though. That's the thing. We know Richmond can be susceptible to poor use of the ball or poor decision-making when they're under pressure. So the first thing that pops to mind is the fourth quarter of the Carlton game, where they just kept bombing it forward, bombing it forward. It just... It was just really wasteful. Even though they had control of the play, they weren't using it very well. So I think Gold Coast can kind of tap into that and use that to their advantage in this game. Yeah, totally. And Richmond had a real chance against Carlton in that last Carlton-Richmond game. So yeah. interesting. Um, but a player that you love and a player that probably doesn't get enough credit in her new team is Harriet Cordner. She's <laughs> been stellar in defence. She's matched up on all the big players and kept them quiet while also doing a bit of running carry herself off the, off the defence and... Uh, off the defensive 50 line and things like that. So how do you think she's going to go against the Suns? Is it going to be a real breakout game for her once again? Yeah, so last week we saw her play kind of similar to Karen Harrington, the way she played that really attacking defensive role, getting up the ground, getting on the run, a few bounces and things like that. I think Cordner can kind of look to maximise that again because unfortunately because of a lot of injuries, the Suns don't have a big key forward mm, at the moment. So true, yeah. Jamie Stanton is out. I know she's not a big key forward, but she's a dangerous forward. She's out for the rest of the season. Sarah Perkins is obviously out for the rest of the season. Don't know where Madison Levi is at, but you know she's not the strong key forward yet. She will be one day, but not yet. So Cordner doesn't really have a really big dangerous one-on-one matchup that she has to focus on so she can kind of run riot I think so it would be really great to see her used in a much more attacking style I know Leah Kasler and Sam Virgo are probably going to be down there but I think Richmond have other defenders that can go to them so Cordner can play that more free defensive game yeah even a loose back perhaps or yeah like, like a Libby Birch even yeah. but more running so Karen Harrington, which is what I said before. <laughs> so Harriet Cordner, play like Karen Harrington, play like Libby Birch. <laughs> um, an amalgamation of the two. Yeah, oh my God, what a player that would be. Um, who are you tipping in this one, Gem? I'm going to go with Richmond by 10 in this one. Ooh, I reckon I'm going to go the Tigers by 30. I reckon they're in super form, even though they haven't. They've really won one game, but they've been challenging a lot of teams. So yeah, I reckon they might do a number on the Suns. So before we move on, I should yes. mention our tipping. That something we did right before um, jumping on this chat was go through all our tips from previous rounds so I can put it up on social media. And, um, I mean, you tipped the Brisbane win over Fremantle. So I think we Yay. haven't made enough of you tipping that. And you tipped the margin by it was only one point out. So, you know, props to Julia for that. I think we need a sound effect. We need some grapes fed into the mouth. We need all that. <laughs> We need to make a big deal of this. <laughs> Just a couple of weeks later. Did anyone, did anyone in Siren tip Brisbane? I don't know. I don't think so. In our tipping competition? Yeah. Look, uh, when I promoted that competition, I very clearly said, join so you can beat me because I forget to put my tips in. Because I always forget to put my tips in. I haven't put mine in for four weeks now. Um, so I'm really sorry. But... <laughs> I hope other people are having fun. I just forget to do it because we yeah, do it that's here. Why I, and that's why I'm not in a tipping competition. That's why this, <laughs> this podcast keeps me honest. Like This will be the first tipping competition I win because like you, I forget to put my tips in. So this will be a big deal if I win, even though it probably just... What will the prize be, Jim? I did say that I was going to give you some Siren merch, but you already have a lot of that. So I'll have mm. to come up with something. I mean, assuming you win, um, I'll have to come up with something more inventive. This could be a close one. Because mm. you've, t- you've, like you said before the podcast, you've come in strong in the last rounds. But I said that's cheating because, like, you already know how the teams play. I tip, like, the real, you know. <laughs> you know. 
don't know. Well, you know. <laughs> this time tomorrow, um, this podcast will be out, and also I will know what the numbers look like because I'll have done it all. So I'll see how it goes. I'm very excited. I'm sure the viewers, are, the listeners, are excited as well. <laughs> Um, let's go to the next game before we ramble on too much about who's the better tipper. Um, definitely you. Definitely me. No, <laughs> I think it might be you. Anyway, St Kilda Giants. Stop it, Jim. St Kilda Giants. <laughs> it's Saturday at 3.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. It's at ROCO Park in Moorabbin. Absolutely traditional home of the Saints. Um, like the Richmond and Gold Coast game, another one where teams can just try their hardest and, and go for it. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are probably still... Can they te- mathematically make finals, I think, Giants mm. and St Kilda? Yeah, I think I think St Kilda's more of a chance, definitely. I don't know about the Giants, but yeah. You're the yeah. stats woman, you tell me. Oh, I, I don't... Maybe it's a flaw of mine. I don't get into the whole, you know, mathematically no longer yeah, possible thing. I'm, I'm just like, I just those equations, so don't have the energy. That, the, yeah, anyway, what so... What we're good at is talking about... <laughs> Well, what you're good at is talking about defensive structures. You love a bit of defensive structures, um, and especially the Saints. We know they have a, a real rigid defensive structure, and they don't. They tend to use that to their advantage. Is it going to be working to their advantage in this game as well? Yeah. So we talked about it probably in a, in a more negative way um, when we talked about that Adelaide game yeah. where they just got stuck back there. But against teams that don't have such a strong forward line, it can work really well because you can generate attack with that outnumber, and that's what the Saints did against Geelong. Um, because Geelong didn't have that strong forward structure, so they were able to exploit that. And I think that's something that they can exploit in the Giants as well. The Giants have struggled forward. Um, They get the ball inside 50, but it's very shallow quite a lot, and it comes straight back out, and they don't get that many shots on goal. So I think the Saints, if they play that defense with kind of anchored by Tilly Lucas-Rod against the Giants, it may not be a very high-scoring game, but I think the Saints will have enough control of the territory and the ball to be able to win this game. And I think that's where the key is here, that the Giants need to work out a way to break through that, and I'm not sure they'll be able to. And what about the midfield? I guess both teams kind of have similar issues in the middle of the ground. Can you tell us a bit about that and how that's going to work to each team's advantage in this game? Yeah, so both sides, they've been quite strong at the contest, so winning clearances, things like that. But their poor ball use on the outside, I think, has limited how well they've been able to control the ball. So we talk about in North Melbourne how when they win the uncontested possession, they win the game because they do have really high skill on the outside. They can really kind of pinpoint their passes, things like that. These are two teams that haven't been able to quite do that as much. So they win it at the contest and then turn it over on the outside. It's going to be whoever can, again, use the ball better on the outside will win this game. And I think that's leaning a little bit more towards... St Kilda for me. And that means you're tipping them. Yes, uh, I'm going to tip them by 15 points in this game. What about you? I'm going to go 10. I reckon the Giants might put up a tiny little fight. But yeah, the Saints at home are pretty good, especially in front of a, a rowdy Moorabbin crowd. So They are rowdy. Yeah, I know. I love it. I like the old Moorabbin crowd. It's a bit of nostalgia as well for all the oldies out there. <laughs> it, is, it is a good, good spot. Good um, spot for footy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's far. But all the grounds are far. For some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Victoria Park is not far. But um, other places are far. Casey Fields is far. So the next game is North Melbourne taking on the Western Bulldogs. That's a far place in North Hobart. <laughs> <laughs> that will be taking place at Saturday at 5.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And I'm looking forward to this matchup. These two teams are well and truly in finals contention. And the Dogs know how to shut down the Kangaroos. 
Yeah, they have they they created the blueprint really in the win they had over Melbourne, which was just that massive, massive amount of pressure on the outside. That's the way you limit the way the the Kangaroos want to use the ball. It clearly worked against Melbourne, who want to play a similar style in terms of that outside ball control. Um, so I think, yeah, if the Dogs can play that high-pressured game that they did against Melbourne, they're in with a real shot here. And that high-pressure game is going to be really key because North really struggle under pressure. I mean, they don't struggle in much areas, but under pressure is kind of where they kind of fall off the rails a bit. Can you tell us a bit about that and how they do it? Yeah, I think they need to find the composure and learn from that Collingwood game. Yeah. Um, it's very much about improving decision-making and improving ball use when you are under that pressure and not being um, sucked into the perceived pressure either, so not panicking, all that sort of stuff. So just composure is mainly the word. So I think North are a good enough team and they have good enough players that they will have learned from that. Um, So I think that is – it's going to be very much a battle of those two things. How well can the dogs put that on them and then how well can they respond to that? And I think that's where the push and pull will be in this game. Push and pull, all right, I reckon. I'm I'm struggling with my tips in this one. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with North by five because I just think their firepower is too strong. And also Jasmine Garner. What about you? Are we going to talk about Jasmine Garner again for the rest of the podcast? No, no, no. I just had to mention her once. (laughs) Okay, good, good. Um, Yeah, I'm, like I said, struggling with my tips, but because it's at Hobart and, like you said, because of North's firepower, I'm going to go North by 15. Mm. I reckon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It will be a close one down there in Tassie. Heck yeah. Next up, it's Melbourne against Adelaide, another two teams that are well and truly in finals contention. And Casey Fields' lights will be working once again. It's Saturday, 7.10 Australia Decent Daylight Savings Time, and it's a huge challenge for a depleted Demons defence, isn't it? Yeah, so Adelaide is averaging, I want to say it's the highest score in the competition. I need to double-check that. That is something that I meant to do and didn't. Um, okay. I'm fairly sure Adelaide's averaging the highest score in the competition this year. Um, you know, Melbourne's defence is kind of a cobbled together group at the moment and it's very much reliant on either having control of the ball higher up the field so it doesn't come into your defensive line. But if it does come back there, it's the support from that midfield making sure they spread back. Um the the fear is that this sort of structure 
particularly against the Crows, who have so many different goal kickers and they can do it so quickly, is that they can concede quick scores because they are relying on that those extra players to spread back rather than that structure in defense that will stay there. Um, so I think that is the biggest concern for Melbourne, not necessarily whether they can get on the board or win clearances or do any of that sort of stuff. I think it's purely their defense, the defensive side of their game in the back half that will be a worry. And we know about these two teams midfield. We know about the big players. We know about Paxman. We know about Phillips. You know, we know about Hatcher. We know about all these big players. But I think I'm interested to see how the young, the younger players go in this one. Especially like I think of McNamara comes to mind. Like I think she's probably due for a rising star nomination. You know, players like that. Do you think? How do you think this is going to go in terms of the youth? Yeah. So there's two players in each of the midfields that I really like the look of in terms of a matchup against one another. So you mentioned one in Anne Hatchard. So Hatchard and Marinoff, yeah, we know that they are the bolt, like the main part of that um, Adelaide midfield. But think about the fact that I think they're still only, but they're both under 22 at least. And Hatchard is that kind of bigger bodied, strong, she's Quite a, quite a bit taller breakaway midfielder. And then Marinoff is that tough ball winning. She's a bit more nimble, so she can break away or evade a little bit more. And then you look at Melbourne, and if, you, if you're basing it on the way Melbourne played their midfield last week, you look at Eden Zanker as that bigger body, taller mid that can, is good below their knees and can do that breakaway stuff. And then you look at Tyler Hanks, who again is very tough, small, but can escape um, congestion really well. So I love the idea of that sort of those two head to heads happening in the middle. And then when you add on the extra layer of Rhiannon Metcalf, who is back um, and doing really great things for Adelaide since that knee injury two years ago, and then only two games last year, she has been playing phenomenal footy this year. And then you look at Lauren Pierce, who on the weekend became the first ever AFLW ruck to have more than 20 hitouts and 20 touches in a game, which, you know, um, if you consider the fact that the next most disposals with 20 plus hitouts was also Lauren Pierce with 15 disposals. Was it? I'm getting these mixed up. I apologize. <laughs> she had um, 20 one touches and 15 hitouts. That was the previous best okay, before yeah, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a massive, massive golf to the next one, which is Anne Hatchard, which I think it was 35 touches and five hitouts. So wow. no one matches Lauren <laughs> Pierce. I didn't picture Anne Hatchard's name in that conversation, to be honest. <laughs> She's the third highest uh, hitout winner at the Crows. Oh. Um, yeah, it was weird when I Very worked that out. But yeah, so um, there's a massive golf between... Lauren Pierce and what the rest of the competition can do in that respect. So I'd love to see what Metcalf and Pierce kind of bring because Metcalf brings a very different extra layer than hitouts to what Lauren Pierce does. So who can control that um, matchup? So um, is Metcalf going to force Pierce to defend her in the forward line, or is Lauren Pierce going to force Metcalf to have to stop her from clearing the ball? I don't know if I said that very clearly, but I was on a roll. It's okay. We'll let you keep going on that roll. As long as we're on a sandwich, eh? Ah, Mate. <laughs> Just tip it, please. Just stop me from talking. Who's going to win? Uh... I'm going to go Adelaide by 20. I think Adelaide have just hit their stride and they're going to keep going. I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to tip the Crows by 21 and just see what happens. Because <laughs> I was going to tip them by 20 as well, but I thought... 
Nah, I'm going to be a bit different. I even gave you my margins beforehand this week. Nah, I do everything on the spot, just to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, this will be tricky to do on the spot. It's Carlton Frio. Oh, this is, this is a little fun match here for us Carlton fans. The old <laughs> prelim final meet up once again. <laughs> this time, or not this time, it's once again at Icon Park. Sunday at 1.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And Jesus, Frio found their form in a big way against West Coast. Last How week. fun was it to watch? It's amazing. Like, I think your tweet said about... How good it's seeing Roxy Roo getting a contested mark. Like, it is everything to me. Like, I live for Roxy Roo's contested marks. Yeah. And I live for her goal celebrations. And I just live for her. She's <laughs> And she's been playing... I just need a dedicated Roxy Roo highlights reel. So, Freo comms team or media team, if you're listening, just send it through to us. They we'll do tend to deliver if you ask for it, I've noticed as well. So uh, Roxy Roo highlight reel, let's get it going. She's amazing. Um, yeah, they did find their form. And the... The Freo we knew last year, we hadn't seen um, kind of come out very much so far this year. You know, combination of a lot of things, including the teams they played, the, yeah. tr- the travel, all that sort of stuff. Um, and we maybe saw it a little bit in the second half against Adelaide, but not in such a dominant fashion. And in this one, we got to see it in that dominant fashion. And it's the way they get the ball out in front of a running Steph Kane or Ebony Antonio who can then take off, who are then kicking into a forward line of Duffy and Houghton and Rue and, you know, Gabby O'Sullivan when she plays in the forward line and, you know, even the young players like Sarah Veria. So it's just, it's really exciting to watch them when they're on because they do play that outside running kind of footy that is really free-flowing and, then you add on the factor that, you know, Kiara Bowers is amazing. And then the <laughs> yes. defence, and like Emma O'Driscoll. We're calling it the Kiara Bowers medal. Has to be. Not the RAC Derby medal. <laughs> well, she's won the first, I mean, she probably shouldn't have won the third one. But she's won the first yeah, three. Yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> that as well. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the, the downer, but you are. So no, it's I mean, all your fault. <laughs> I said it in the review. I adore her and I think what she does is great. But, you know. Surely Gemma Houghton wins that. Yeah, not enough love for the forwards. That's okay. Gemma will win heaps of these. <laughs> she will, yeah. Um, and and so we're talking about Frio getting the ball into space and attacking into that forward line. Think about how they have the capacity to exploit a Carlton zone defence that allowed Geelong to kick their highest ever how high score of the year against them last week. I think that is a dangerous thing coming into this game for Carlton. Yeah, definitely. And I think you met like with Carlton as well, I think you spoke about Steph Kane on the wing and had dangerous shoes for Freo. Carlton are going to really struggle because obviously Mimi, da- Mimi, Mimi down, Mimi Hill's gone down with an ACL injury and obviously devastating, but yeah, she was their prime winger and obviously Chloe Dalton missing for the year. They really struggled to kind of replace her and really work out what they're going to do with that space. How, how tough is it going to be to try and kind of get, prevent Freo from using that to their advantage. Yeah, it's going to be insanely difficult because last week most of their run and carry came from Karen Harrington out of defence and up through the corridor. There wasn't that much other outside run in that game. They still, well, Brooke Walker, we're not sure if she'll be selected, but it doesn't look likely. Mm. Um, Who else is there that can do that outside run for them? Georgia G maybe, Mm. but that's asking a lot of Georgia G who's – you know, she's very talented, but she's more valuable in the forward line than she is 
up on the wing, I guess. So it's just, I think that's a really difficult balance and Carlton are going to have to run hard for four quarters if they're going to stop that from... Because, um, you know, we saw the Eagles do it in the first and fourth quarters. They did spread really well and did limit a bit of that run, but they couldn't do it the whole game. Carlton haven't proven that they can have a four-quarter performance, or maybe last weekend. Mm. They haven't really shown many four-quarter performances, and Fremantle will exploit that. So I think that is really quite dangerous for Carlton. You say like a player that could kind of fill that hole in the wing as well. I just I want, I kind of would like to see someone like Witty Leg get a chance. I mean, yeah. she hasn't had an AFLW debut yet, but I saw her in the VFLW last week. She wasn't in this week, but... She just dominated. Like, she could run, you know. And even when she was out this week, she was laid out of the game against Port. She was running laps like crazy. And she mm. was actually sick. Like, that's why she was a laid out. I think she was feeling a bit under the weather. And she was still dominating laps, like, faster than I could do in a time trial on a, on a good day. So, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's uh, she's a gun runner. And I reckon if I reckon it's time to try. Why not? You may have picked a debut there. Um, While we talk about the VFLW, actually. Yeah. I should mention that you've been doing some commentary for it and I've been getting lots of messages from various people saying, Julia's doing really well in the commentary right now, are you listening? And I always unfortunately have to say, I am not, but I will listen back later. Yeah, you're doing you a really, <laughs> But you're doing a really good job, great <laughs> oh, job. Thanks, mate. It's, um, I've only done one game, so don't I got, too easy. I got m- multiple messages while you were doing it, so oh. there you go. That's lovely. Well, yeah, if you are listening to WARF Radio on the weekend, feel free to chuck me on. It's, I'm doing the, um, what game is it? Port Melbourne, Williamstown. Amazing. This on Saturday. That's at North Port Oval. Love that ground. So, little shout out there. But we haven't done our tips for this game yet. Carlton Freo. What are we doing? I'm tipping Freo by 20 points. I'm also going to say I am so excited to see Fremantle in person for the first time in two years. Yeah, that I've actually seen a lot of traction on Twitter. Everyone's trying to get tickets for this one because a lot of us folk down in Melbourne don't get to see a Freo that often. So I'm very excited myself, and I'm going to tip Freo by 25. I reckon. I haven't been. I suppose we haven't. We haven't seen much of Freo. I reckon they'll turn it on for the fans down here in Melbourne who've been dying for a Roxy Roo contested mark. That's all I want to see. I reckon I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, now that you've talked that up, she'll be rested for this week. I know. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> Please don't. That's what happened to me last year when they were coming to Melbourne for the Western Bulldogs game. Oh, no. I was organising an interview with her and uh, Well, Jamie, Trent might Cooper. make a few phone calls to Trent Cooper and just say, hey, look, <laughs> I know she's young and I know she's, you know, a good player and everything, but now's not the time. We need to see a contestant mark in Melbourne. Please, please. They're um, going to be back here in round nine as well. So we got two chances in the space of three weeks. And we go from one mouth-watering matchup to another. This is Brisbane versus Collingwood, the big time. Hickey Park, Sunday, 310 Australian East and Daylight Savings Time. 210 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Oh my goodness, Jim, this is the matchup of all matchups. Yeah, I think we talked a couple of weeks ago about wanting to see a Brisbane Collingwood matchup, and now we're finally getting to see it. Uh, It's very exciting. They're both very evenly matched teams. They have similar game styles. They have that well-structured defense headed up by a senior player who is very reliable, so Lutkins and Livingston. Mm -hmm. They're both defenses that like to launch attacks. They're really dynamic. They've got unpredictable forwards. So you think Chloe Malloy at one end, you think Dakota Davidson at the other end. Then they both are really good at playing forward pressure. So both teams are generally winning the tackles inside 50 count. You know, Courtney Hodder and Dakota Davidson regularly lay a lot of tackles inside 50. You've got other a good spread of forwards that do it for Collingwood. 
the one thing that stands out to me for this one, and if you listened to the review last weekend, or the weekend before, uh, you'll have heard me talk about teams need to be smarter going forward against Collingwood. And the first team to work out that you can't just bomb it long to this Collingwood defence will be the first team to beat them. Now, when Brisbane played Adelaide and, and lost their only game of the season, they re- they were very guilty of repeatedly trying to kick inside 50 the same way and it repeatedly being um, sent back out immediately. What I would like to see is Brisbane having learned from that and be a bit more creative trying to go inside 50 because on the weekend, and I know it's against a team that maybe isn't as well structured in the Giants, they were changing their angles going inside 50 and they were moving the ball. They were setting themselves up around the 50 meter arc and moving the ball around before going inside. You have to do that against Collingwood or run it in. So what I'd like to see is Brisbane continue to do that and not feel the pressure because Collingwood are a good side and just do what everyone else has tried to do. And then you just play into Collingwood's hands. That's the big thing, I think. It sounds simple in theory, but you've got to remember that Collingwood's midfield is so potent. So how are they going to get around the likes of Davey and Bodici and, all, and Lambert as well, all those big numbers and big bodies inside the midfield? Yeah, so I think you, maybe against this... And we uh, Emily Bates is a star, Ali Anderson, yeah, very, yeah, very good player. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the other players they have run through them. I mean, Kathy Spark is the obvious one. Obviously not the obvious one because I said her third, but you know what I mean. Um, obvious because you love her so much. <laughs> she's a, she's so good. I love watching her play. Um, it, you compare that to a Davia Lambert and a Benici. So, you know, you maybe have Spark is the Davy in that situation, Bates is the Lambert in that, that situation, and Anderson is the Benici in that situation. So one's more outside run, yep. one's win a lot of ball, one's really powerful. I think Collingwood stacks up a little bit stronger than that. So Brisbane probably need to accept that they may not win the clearances, but be really smart in terms of their structure around the stoppage so they can maybe shark those clearances on the outside ring and get the ball that way rather than go all in on the inside, lose it on the outside, and the ball goes inside and just destroys their defense because it's coming in so quickly. I think that's the only way they can feasibly... um, attack that midfield battle and do you reckon they're going to attack it well and win the game so i know i've said two things about how brisbane need to be wary of but i'm going to tip brisbane by one just because i feel like if anyone's going to beat collingwood it's brisbane nice well i don't think so i reckon collingwood's going to win by five (laughs) just just to spoil the fun is that our only for collingwood supporters (laughs) is that our only um for Brisbane supporters. Is that our only Brisbane one different yes. so far this week? Yeah, it might be. So far. Yeah, it is. Beauty. We've got one more. Let's do it. West Coast Geelong. Monday. Our first Monday. Or not our first, but second, our yeah. second Monday game of the season. It's at 2.10. 10 Australian Western Standard Time and 5.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Mineral Resources Park. A Victoria Tree. Tree. A Victoria team travelling over to Perth. Wow, we. It's going to be fun. But uh, this is why it had to be on Monday as well because of the border with the border restrictions. So that's why it did get moved. Thank you. But both clubs are struggling, but could muster up a win against each other. So what's going to happen? Yeah, they've they've had seasons that they won't be stoked on, but they're also both in a recent bout of form. So they're playing their better footy at the moment for the season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it 
will actually be quite an exciting game. Just like the West Coast Gold Gold Coast game was quite exciting. I think someone called it the Who Cares Cup, but it ended up being one of the best games of the round (laughs) because it was, you know, evenly matched teams that came really close to one another. So I think that will be very similar with this one. Um, You know, Geelong really did have their best game of the season last week against Carlton. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And the Eagles won a game two weeks ago. So I think they'll they'll both be really wanting the win. And not that teams don't go in wanting the win in other games, but I think this is like this is our chance to get another one on the board, so let's go all in. And I think that's what we're gonna see, and it's gonna be a great game, I think. Yeah, definitely will. But the key to a great game is putting in a four-quarter performance. We've seen West Coast struggle with it. We've also seen the Cats struggle with it too. Mm. Yeah, it's it has been an issue for both teams. Yeah. And they're not the only two teams. I think West Coast is more noticeable just because of how much they fade away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's Geelong, the, it happens a lot too. The difference between West Coast's best quarters and their worst quarters is significant. Yeah, massive. With Geelong, I think last week was the first time they scored in all four quarters for the year. Wow. So Geelong, I think it's not so much they they play really, really poorly in a couple of quarters and then they play really, really well in others. I think they play well but only one in one half of the ground. Yeah. Whereas the Eagles, they um, don't have the endurance. And again, for a number of reasons, I'm not having a go at any of the Eagles players or anything, but yeah, they don't have the... Yeah, injuries are massive for one thing. Injuries, yeah. their preseason was super interrupted. Yeah. Their travel, you know, they've got replacement players. I fully respect the reasons why. Yeah. But you see it on the field, their endurance isn't quite there to run out the four, full four quarters, whereas, whereas I think Geelong, it's different. Geelong just their forward line stops performing for half a game. Yeah. But their defence is still strong for the bulk of the game. So I think that's where maybe Geelong have maybe a, an upper hand. Mm. But then there's the travel factor. So it's really hard to pick. So who are you picking then? You're I, confusing me. When <laughs> when I have really struggled to pick, I just go with the home team. That yes. seems so dumb, but I'm going with that. So I'm tipping Eagles by two points, but I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. What about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch too. I'm going to tip the Eagles by three, just for a bit of fun. (laughs) (laughs) We love a bit of fun. We love to make things interesting here on the Play On Preview, and that's exactly what we've done. So Absolutely. (laughs) AFLW Round 7, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. I'm sure the listeners are looking forward to it. If anyone's hanging around at Casey Fields or at Icon Park and sees me, make sure you say hi. Yes, say hi to Jim. I'm nice, I promise. Yeah, um, she looks scary on the outside, but really she's a big softy on the inside. I, I do look scary on the outside. <laughs> I have a sca- constant scowl on my face. It's okay, we respect it. Uh, but also, I guess, if you're not heading to any AFLW games, make sure you head to a VFLW game. The round mm-hmm. three fixtures come out, and so is the four, five, and six as well. But we'll get to those in the coming weeks to give it a little plug. But for, for now, for this week, we've got a, our first Friday night VFLW clash. That'll be awesome. Heck yeah. Bulldogs versus Collingwood. That's an eight o'clock start at VU at Noble. So that's also a grand final rematch from the last VFLW grand final, isn't it? Twenty nineteen grand final rematch, and yeah, Gemma Lugoya, for example, is playing for Collingwood now. She's playing as a Bulldog. So interesting. That's true. Yeah. Also a great name. Yes, absolutely. So eight <laughs> o'clock starts so after you have your dinner. Just head over to Footscray and you can watch a great match. Otherwise, if you're still if you're out, if you're out partying on Friday night, if you prefer a Saturday morning clash. Saturday morning, Essendon versus Hawthorne. That's 11 o'clock at the Hangar. 
Then you've got Casey versus North AFLW. That's 1.30 at Casey Fields. So if you want to get to Casey Fields extra early on Saturday, then stay for the AFLW. Feel free. It's good that it's a double header. Yeah. It's just sort a, of a big header. gap between yeah. the two games. I suppose you can, get, you can get yourself a lunch in between. You can get have a few drinks. Take whatever. an iPad down, watch some of the other games on Absolutely. your iPad between. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. If, if, but if you don't want to go to Casey Field, you can go to Icon Park instead. There's so many options. Carlton <laughs> versus Darabin. That's two o'clock at Icon Park. On yeah, Darabin. Yeah, Darabin. Um, also, two o'clock is Port Melbourne versus Williamstown. Like I mentioned, that's the game I'm commentating. So if you do want to come past and say hello, more than welcome to. We'll put a link to where you can find Julie's commentary in the show notes as well. Oh, God. Tell me if you like it as well, because, yeah, I'm not sure if I like it myself. But <laughs> you guys can be the judge. That's at North Port Oval. So, absolute. I suppose one of the, one of the homes of VFL footy. And mm. now it's going to be the first time the Port Melbourne girls play down there. So it's going to be a, a massive occasion. A lot of the Port Melbourne fans are going to get down there. So huge game. Uh, but the round is finishing off with Geelong taking on the Southern States. That's at Deakin University and Ward Ponds down there in the Cattery. So some great VFLW games coming up. And I'm sure if you can't get down to the AFLW ones, there's plenty of VFLW action to get around. Or even if you want to go to more footy, because there's some early, footy. earlier games more as well. More footy, yes. That's what we encourage. More footy, absolutely. That's what we're going to end the podcast with. More footy, it's good footy. I mean, in theory, yes. In terms of my ability to sleep, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, where can people find you, Julia, if they want to find you and talk to you on social media? They can find me at Julia Montesano 4. Talk to me. I'm nice. I'm fun. I'm you are cool. nice. Thank you are you. fun. You are cool. Thank you. <laughs> Jim, where can we find you? <laughs> I just realised I kind of took over your role just then for a second. I don't it's know okay. what came it over happens. me. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me at JL Bastiani on Twitter. That's the best place. Um, you can ask us questions for the preview if you just uh, message us on there. Or you can find us both at Play on Radio Melb on Twitter and you can also send questions there. If you would like, I will be putting up our tipping uh Stats, I guess. Yeah. Tipping leaderboard, tipping yeah, numbers. Whatever. I don't even know anymore. Um, before before round seven begins, so we can really kind of get down into the competition now it's and old. get really it's aggressive. Old. Yeah, good. <laughs> Sweat all Oprah on you. <laughs> you did. It was uh, it was interesting. I, I was in an Oprah mood, I think, after the after the Prince Harry interview. Yeah, that's not something I have taken much notice of, if I'm honest. But um, cool. Cool. Footy, that's all, we, that's all we take notice of here. Footy and more footy, right? Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Well, enjoy the footy this weekend, lovely listeners, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.